Well, good afternoon, listeners. And um, I'm still saying Nawa myself. <laughs> because there are... Uh, anyway, let me um, cut to... Go, go straight to my own matter, which is, as I said, we have with us in the studio um, the senior advocate of Nigeria, all the way from Enugu, actually, Ikeazo Akaraiwe, senior advocate of Nigeria. Ike, thank you so much for coming. I'm glad to be here. We're very glad, glad to have you. Now, what we're going to be talking about are the ideas, issues in the way that the judiciary has comported itself since the last election. And, um, of course, as you know, IDEA stands for Integrity, Democracy, Ethics and Accountability. So, of course, the first thing that we're going to be looking at is how the judiciary had performed in relation to elections. Because, you know, for the ordinary jobbing lawyers like myself, who are not, um, you know, doing election petitions up and down, we find that every time we get to court, no, 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 you have to go and take an adjournment that um, the, the election matters take priority. But, um, Ike, we found that even though the Supreme Court had long ago said that it's only the courts that can decide whether somebody is qualified or not um, to stand for election or whether their nomination process was, um, was valid, um, uh, we've found that the courts actually have, um, have th that they've been tied up in all these matters of qualification. And does it make sense for INEC not to be able to say, hey, excuse me, Mr. Mann, you are a Cameroonian, you are 16, you cannot run for election in Nigeria? Or do we have to wait for the, the matter to go to court? I mean, does it make sense? Uh, I think what um, the law has done to INEC is to give INEC responsibility without authority. INEC should be able to say, should be empowered to disqualify a candidate. But now the courts yes. are the ones that yes. are in the firing line. Yes, uh, and so that's, it clogs up the dockets of the courts and uh, it has slowed down every other case apart from electoral litigation. Um, it's, it's, it's wrong, like I said, it's responsibility to manage the electoral system without authority to mm -hmm. discipline those who are in breach of the laws around the electoral system. So I think that something needs to be done about that because INEC has been weakened as an institution. And of course, the judiciary mm. is collecting the flack yes. for being the one to decide who yes. won elections and who didn't. Too many matters are going to the judiciary, too mm -hmm. many. And when people begin to accuse judges of corruption and all that, well, the, the politicians have discovered that at the end of the day, it is the courts are going to decide who is governor or senator or house mm -hmm. of assembly. And so those who are crooked are going to attempt to compromise the court. Too many matters are going there. But even then, even if we can stop the quantum of cases that go to the bench, the point is that INEC should be given the authority to take certain steps, even mm -hmm. if at the end of the day... They, People will still go to court to challenge what INEC did. Yes, but let them have the authority. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I, I noticed that um, whereas um, perhaps a couple of years ago, you would find all these things like, for example, you remember the case in Bielsa. Man was um, nominated, yeah, he won, yeah. but his running off. mate mm -hmm. had a dodgy certificate. And so the whole election was thrown away. Now, it seemed as though in those days... It, those technicalities, as we might call them, mm -hmm. were the ones that ruled the roost. But I noticed that after the presidential election, where the court said that um, 
that where they rejected all the um, complaints because the complaints mm -hmm. didn't con didn't center around who got the most votes, but who was qualified, who was not qualified, who was nominated, who was not nominated. And I noticed that by the time we had this last spate of gubernatorial election petitions that went all the way to the Supreme Court, that um, it was as if the courts were saying, look, we're not going to look into whether they were validly nominated, whether the party executive that nominated this candidate was, we're just going to look at we're going to say those ones are not so important as the um, as as the result that got um, the person the most votes. Yes, I could say so many things about that, but we have just fifteen minutes. <laughs> Number one is apparently the courts are overworked. The Supreme Court is overworked, and so they decided to drop anything to do with qualifications and so on, and just go to the, the meat of the matter. Mm -hmm. Whether that is right or not is another. Mm -hmm. So we need to do something like that here. Otherwise, landlords and tenants matters will end up in the Supreme Court. Then, mm -hmm. and then on the other hand, um, the, the Supreme Court doesn't look too good that it ignored matters of, of qualification. But mm -hmm. just four, eight years ago, yeah. in Payelsa, mm -hmm. uh, an entire Ticket was thrown overboard exactly. because the, the deputy governor had different was names. Was nominated. Was nominated. So you would have thought that the Supreme Court should have specifically mm -hmm. overruled itself in Bayelsa. Yeah. That's something the Supreme Court no longer does. We were wrong in Bayelsa, or we've changed our mind about this situation. This is now how we are looking at it. And and in to fact, just leave it like that, that people think there's there's uh, some kind of shenanigans. Exactly, and because, because that's what it looks like. Yeah. And, and you know, we've already seen situations where on too many occasions connected with these political cases, the Supreme Court says, this is not to be a precedent, you're not to follow us. And, and people begin to wonder, well, that is what makes it look like a lottery, yes. that when you get there, it will be what the judge thinks on the day. Yes, I think the uh, Supreme Court only sees itself as a court of law and justice. It doesn't remember that it's also a court policy. Mm -hmm. And so the court could actually take certain steps as a matter of policy. For example, I've said this before and uh, quite a few people disagreed with me, the Plateau State situation, mm -hmm. where the Supreme Court exactly. was upset with the Court of Appeal and used harsh language on them mm -hmm. and, and upturned their decision and returned the governor. But the Supreme Court could not could do not anything do. about the House of Assembly members mm -hmm. because they, they, were, they didn't have the jurisdiction or well to, to come up to the Supreme Court mm -hmm. to hear, I mean, to, to, to decide upon the, yeah. the situation in the House of Assembly. I thought that what the Supreme Court should have done as a court of policy mm -hmm. should have been to say that having taken such a decision for the governorship, mm -hmm. it applies willy-nilly to, to the, the House, House of Assembly, Assembly. even though we know that mm -hmm. there is no statutory authority for them to appeal to us. Right, okay. it, One minute radical. we're saying that the, the Supreme Court is overworked, that they should not, um, that every case should not end up there. But that plateau state situation yeah. actually it's exposed special what happens situation. when you stop at the Court of Appeal and um, then the Supreme Court, and, and it's not just that the Supreme Court overruled them, yeah. they used, as you said, excoriating language yes. on the Court of Appeal. Yes. And so, meanwhile, their judgment, as far as the House of Assembly is concerned, stands. Exactly. Oh my God, what a classic case of injustice. So the Supreme Court needed to have, have taken the bull by the horns, even though we have no jurisdiction over mm -hmm. House of Assembly, mm -hmm. but we are a court of policy. Yes. And we have taken such a decision for the, the what, what do you call it now? The, 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 the governorship. Yes. The mm -hmm. government. So we, 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 we say it should apply to the House of Assembly. Mm -hmm. And I heard Justice 
Katsina Alu, mm -hmm. at CGN, say this. When Akiri Dula, as president of the NBA, led his team of officers, I included, okay. mm -hmm. to, to see him. Okay. And Akiri Dula said, you don't have the authority to... So, 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 so we have too many judges who are making mistakes. And people think that the past is bribe or corruption. People who don't know enough. I, I was actually going to go to that because while I didn't want to spend the whole program talking about elections and election matters, the fact is that the courts are also um, being looked at um, for their general behavior. And one of those areas is the question of appointment yeah. of judges. And um, particularly with regard to the fact that the Chief Justice of Nigeria has not only had his son appointed as the um, as a judge on the federal court, but now um, is said to be there's a case of um, another relation of his uh, and daughter-in-law also seeking to be appointed. And while one may say, is it a is it a crime to have your father as the as the or your father-in-law as the chief justice of Nigeria? There's a point at which one begins to say yes, but are they taking their turn? Are there not other more qualified people? Does it does it speak to the integrity of the judiciary? Is, is it ethical, really? Okay. Well, I I don't want to be too hard on the CGN. I I think that the CGN can can appoint his son. Our daughter-in-law, if they are qualified, the, the issue now. Yes, is, you see, the thing is that qualification is just about ten years. That's unfortunate. Post unfortunate. The, the constitution is so relaxed about that. Mm -hmm. But now, given the constitution we have now, to appearance if they are, are qualified, I'm sure if somebody wrote mm -hmm. a, a petition saying this young man used to give bribe. He used to chop bribe and things like that. I'm sure that would be, be different. So, so I think that um, the CJN, uh, look how many are they? The, the, the judges are so few in number. They are so mm. poorly paid mm -hmm. that if if it's a, a, a yeah, some people are struggling to be judges. Well, the, the honor, the official houses and cars, I guess, they mix up a little. But I should think that they, that um, I don't think it's too bad if he appoints. Okay, so but apart from the issue of appointments over which there is a little bit of haze, there's also the, the horrible story that we've been hearing, although this predates the current CJN, I will agree, but the way that the, the, the report that they had spent so much money and it was not properly accounted for, the Auditor General of the Federation found that the money had not been properly accounted. I mean, does this... Looks for the uh, public how is this that wants to... I mean, I'm not, I don't want to use that horrible cliche of the last hope of the common man because um, it, 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 it really doesn't speak to anything. But how does it look when people want to take their disputes for impartial adjudication and then they find that the person who is supposed to be the impartial adjudicator is not able to even... They, they, because it's like Caesar's wife, you must be above suspicion. The, the, the Supreme, you know, the chief registrar yes. of the courts are the chief mm -hmm. accounting officers. Yes. And there are horrible stories out of the Supreme Court mm -hmm. about chief registrars who are fixated on contracts and business side of things. Mm -hmm. Something needs to be done about that. Perhaps the CJL should become the Yeah, I agree. But, but you see, the, the courts are going to be blamed. Meanwhile, there's a CR there. Who mm -hmm. perhaps, so they should be more careful with who they make CR. Yeah, but I mean, but it, at the end of the day,
that comes under the heading of the judiciary yeah. and when it comes to accountability it seems as though the accountability is lacking a, a problem with nigeria today is that nobody goes to court and goes to jail for corruption mm -hmm. if somebody goes is, is taken to court for all that's happening in the supreme court or in the high courts well a few people have been taken not enough not enough, Not enough I, think, I think we have to wrap it up there um, I, I, as you said it's, it's a very short time and I want to thank you for coming all this way from Enugu we're not quite from Enugu yes. from Ikeja this morning but thank you so much for coming yes. and um, with the judiciary is also under ideas integrity democracy ethics and accountability they're yes. not outside the yes. system and we're entitled to challenge them and to question them and to demand that they live up to our ideas